Hi, my name is Wenchik Estheticus from The Bar is Low, and I have short indigo hair that reaches my ears and ocean blue eyes like the ocean, and a lot of people tell me I look like Skinny P. A.N. If you don't know who he is, get the hell out of here. I'm not related to the wench from Alestorm's absolute banger, Wenches in Need, but I wish I was because she's a major fucking hottie. I have pinkish white skin. I'm also a podcaster and a roaster of bad fan fiction in hell, where I'm a junior in college. I'm 20. I'm a podcaster, in case you couldn't tell, and I wear mostly black. I love the dumpster, and I get all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black tank top that says TBIL on it, and gray sweatpants, red shutter shades, and sneakers. I was wearing a headband with my initials WT on it. I was walking around Archive of Our Own. It was snowing and raining so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. A lot of people who use the word manhood instead of cock stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. Hey, witch Gastholicus from the bar is low, shouted a voice. I looked up. It was you, dear listener. So if you couldn't tell, today we're talking about my immortal. I know just about everyone has covered it. I know it's been done to death, but this is a bad fanfiction podcast and it's episode 100. I think I've earned this. So if you've been living under a rock, My Immortal is a Harry Potter fanfiction, but it stars an author self-insert named Emily Darkness Dementia Raven Way, that's her whole fucking name, and Google Docs wants me to autocorrect darkness to darkness with a little apostrophe in it, like it's spelled in the fic, I love that. Everyone is a vampire and listens to emo music, and it's just written so badly that it's considered to be the best, worst fanfiction of all time. I feel like I shouldn't have to give a fucked up a meter rating for my immortal, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So here it is. Today's fucked up a meter rating is a 7 out of 10 for non-graphic sex, self-harm, suicide attempts, and some rape and pedophilia mentions. All these are treated as inconsequential, as if it's no big deal to be depressed and try to kill yourself. The subject's just treated with a lot of irreverence, and I can't decide if that makes it more or less fucked up than if they'd taken it seriously. Either way, non-graphic sex and violence. And by non-graphic sex, I mean stuff like, of course, he put his thingy in my you-know-what and we did it for the first time, which is still better than a lot of the porn I've read on the show here. There are a lot of other lines in My Immortal that aren't so iconic, but they're still gold. Some of them are critically underrated, and I'll be pointing them out as we go. And lastly, before we start, I'd just like to throw in the disclaimer that if I fuck up part of the summary or misunderstand something, this fic is pretty much incompetent. I tried my best to understand what the hell was going on, but there's bound to be some mistakes in there. Alright, I think that's more than enough introduction, so let's get into it. Let's talk about My Immortal. So we start off with that intro, that fucking iconic intro. Please, as a bit of writing advice, never! Never start a book or a chapter or anything for that matter with a character introduction like that. I'm grateful the author did it here just for the meme, but do not info dump like that. Not to mention, I don't give a shit what your character is wearing in every single fucking scene. And the author notes are also an experience. Quote, special thanks to my GF. Ew, not in that way. Bitch, everyone in the story is bisexual, right? Why is she grossed out by the idea of lesbians? Gosh. And stop saying fangs instead of thanks. 
text and skull instead of school and then like pointing it out in parentheses right after that like oh get it because i'm gothic i don't want to see that fucking dad joke looking shit and i like how the first chapter ends with ebony seeing draco and immediately having to leave instead of the author just having them interact then in chapter two we get to see ebony waking up in her coffin and taking a big swig of blood like it's the most fucking normal thing ever her friend willow who will appear periodically throughout the story and like disappear again she's not even important but she like sees that oh ebony was talking to a member of the opposite sex the other day that must mean they're in love god i fucking hate straight people even though again all these characters are bisexual just because this author has a fetish for bi men fetishization is not representation yeah yeah Oh, of course, in the middle of this conversation, Draco bumps into them, and I'm surprised that they gave a location. I was about to be like, what the fuck is he doing in the girls' dorm? But they actually go down to the Great Hall while they're talking. And it does take them, like, one line in the conversation to get there, but I'm impressed. The bar is so low, you guys. Y'all must be like, the fuck you reading to make my immortal look good. But this is, like, one of the very few times I will be impressed by anything. So Draco asks Ebony to go to a Good Charlotte concert with him in Hogsmeade, which is a wizard town, right? Y'all tell me that every emo band that comes up through here is made of wizards? Ain't it like a really tiny town too? They won't be playing that shit. Oh, why am I questioning this? So on the night of the concert, we spend another fucking paragraph talking about what Ebony is wearing. Hint, I don't fucking care. Ugh, I've got a long road ahead of me, don't I? But the paragraph just ends with like, I drank some human blood, like no big deal. My question though is, is where does she get all this human blood? Does she go hunt for it? Do people donate it and they sell it in, at the store because everyone's a fucking vampire apparently? Are there vampires in Harry Potter lore? Like, yeah, probably, but I don't think he ever interacts with one. Ugh, whatever. Ebony and Draco go to the concert and quote, smoke cigarettes and drugs. <laughs> ma'am which drugs usually people specify and then draco gets jealous when emily remarks that the singer's hot but that doesn't stop them from going to the forbidden forest after the concert and you know i just obviously i have to read the sex scene which is an iconic scene it cannot be conveyed in any other way i know everyone's read it but like i gotta i gotta i, I gotta do it all right here we go here's the quote Draco leaned in extra close and I looked into his gothic red eyes. He was wearing color contacts, which revealed so much depressing sorrow and evilness. And then suddenly I didn't feel mad anymore. And then suddenly just as I Draco kissed me passionately, Draco climbed on top of me and we started to make out keenly against the tree. He took of my top and I took of his clothes. I even took of my bra. Then he put his thingy in my you know what and we did it for the first time. Oh, 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 I screamed. I was beginning to get an orgasm. We started to kiss everywhere and my pale body became all warm. And then, what the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? It was... Dumbledore. <laughs> Still a better sex scene than many others I've encountered on the show. Like, there was some weird words that were used here, but they weren't gross ones, so it has a leg up on any fic that uses the S word just because of that. I don't know why she's so turned on by his depression, too. Uh, like, I'm a depressed bitch, and that doesn't get people all hot for me. Dark and brooding isn't actually that sexy. It's just kind of annoying. So 
Dumbledore and McGonagall chew out Draco and Ebony, and Ebony just starts crying tears of blood. I love all the offhand references to blood. Maybe it'll cancel out all the shit about her putting on makeup and what she's wearing. Spoiler alert, you learn to tune out all the clothing descriptions after a while, and McGonagall, in a rage, calls them mediocre dunces because that's how humans speak everything about this fic is just like yes that is how humans interact these are words that people would say conversations that they would have and the next morning when ebony is in the great hall eating <laughs> cow chocula cereal but with blood instead of milk i love it i love all the random blood shit so we meet vampire potter <laughs> because he knocks her glass of blood all over her that outfit that she's so carefully coordinated quote he was so sexy that my body went all hot when i saw him like an erection only i'm a girl so i didn't get when you sicko <laughs> that fourth wall break though and the end of this chapter i have to read because oh the descriptors are just so strange and i'm, I'm gonna read it as it is described I i'm so sorry he said in a shy voice that's all right. What's your name? I questioned. My name's Harry Potter, although most people call me vampire these days. He grumbled. Why? I exclaimed. <laughs> because I love the taste of human blood, he giggled. Well, I am a vampire, I confessed. Really? He whimpered. Yeah, I roared. You can just say said at the end of a line of dialogue. Or if it's two people like this, you don't have to say anything at all. The girl's got range, though. What can I say? She just went through like five mood swings within the course of such a short conversation. <sighs> so Draco and Ebony have sex again, this time in his room, which is a much more appropriate place to have intercourse than the Forbidden Forest. And I forgot they were all Satanists because the author was trying to make Ebony seem like less of a Mary Sue. Oh my god, I how did I forget that? That was such a big thing. <laughs> And how the fuck are fucking Green Day and MCR and this fucking pop punk shit? How is that satanic? None of the, do any of those bands even claim to be even remotely satanic? Do they use satanic imagery? No, they don't. If you want satanic, go listen to fucking black metal. Who's the poser now, N.O.B.? So while they fucking, she sees a tattoo on Draco's arm that says vampire. And she's like, oh no, you're cheating on me with vampire Potter, you bastard. And she says, fucking quote, you probably have AIDS anyway. You know, this fic is pretty homophobic for something where all the characters are bisexual, wow. And Ebony runs off to go yell at Harry, and I forgot about- I forgot that bloody Mary Smith is Hermione, why- why- she's also a vampire, her- because her real parents are- I fucking- I, They give a really dumb excuse for why she's a vampire now, and she joined the Slytherin house when she converted to Satanism. And Ebony goes back to the Forbidden Forest, and Voldemort just shows up and gives her a gun, and he's like, kill Harry or I'll kill Draco. And he speaks in fake old English for some reason, and he he hath telekinesis. That's the explanation for, I don't know, lots of things, just plot convenience. So in the next chapter, Ebony practices with her band, and I have some things to say about that. They describe him as gothic metal, which okay, you know, that's a thing, that is a metal subgenre, but then it says, they sound like, quote, a cross between GC, yes, good Charlotte, Slipknot, and MCR. Bitch, what? The only one of those bands that's even fucking remotely metal is Slipknot. God. 
just as a metalhead who can't stand emo and pop punk and shit, this fix drives me insane. And it also forgot that Ron is called Diablo now, or rather Diabolo as they spell it. And it says that vampire's in the band. Like, when did he join? Didn't Ebony just meet him a few chapters ago? Then at the end of the paragraph, Ebony's once again describing what she's wearing. And it just, it just ends with, you might think I'm a slut, but I'm really not. <laughs> uh Honey, it's okay to want to fuck. Don't slut shame yourself or the other girls either. Just embrace it. Embrace your sluttiness. You don't have to be all defensive. Then Dumbledore rushes in to announce that Draco has killed himself by slitting his wrists, even though it, it literally just said that vampires can't die by cutting themselves. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Ugh, so Ebony's first reaction is to run to her room and start cutting herself in the bathtub. Then Snape and Lupin are just outside filming it and Lupin is masticating to it and Ebony just shoots him with the gun that Voldemort gave her which I love that she has I mean like do you really need magic and a wand when you have a gun it casts only one spell bullets and Hagrid also confesses his love for her during this part because he's also a satanic MCR fan and a Hogwarts student for no reason oh this fic is fucking frying my brain so Ebony goes to the nurses to recover from cutting herself and Harry's scar starts hurting even though he doesn't have a scar anymore because Ron changed it into a pentagram but he sees that Voldemort has Draco all in bondage and he teleports them to Voldemort's lair and <laughs> Voldemort says Allah Kadavra and there are a lot of great misspellings in this fic but this is top tier a lock <laughs> and they run to where Voldemort is but Voldemort isn't where he is because that makes sense instead it's snake tail I guess they meant wormed hill but he wants to fuck ebony too see every chapter a new guy has to be tripping over ebony that's like a theme here she says no though and they collect Draco and they run away before Voldemort comes back and insists that they hear his high heels clacking towards them Voldemort is the best character in this fic, okay? Between giving Ebony a gun, wearing high heels, and speaking in old English, he just does so much gloriously arbitrary shit. And they escape back to Hogwarts, and I know Draco has just been kidnapped and probably tortured, but Ebony, oh, she has a breakdown because she's so sexy and everyone wants to fuck her. It's a curse. And she gets angry at Draco for no reason, but he confesses his love for her in front of everyone in her biology class, and this is the second time he serenaded her with some shitty emo song. God. They go to a, an MCR concert in Hogsmeade next, but, but... The band turns out to be, quote, false immort and the death dealers. <laughs> Dude, Voldemort and his henchmen fucking learn to play an MCR song and disguise themselves as the band members just to lure in Ebony and Draco. I'm telling you, he's the best character. <laughs> I mean, since everyone's like either a goth or a prep in this universe and we do learn that Voldemort used to be a gothic child in his youth he probably likes MCR anyway <laughs> it's a funny metal image just Voldemort jamming out to my chemical romance it's fucking weird there's another concert though and Draco brings along Bloody Mary Bloody Mary Bloody Mary has a little apostrophe in it Bloody Mary as a chaperone and there's like some weird they're trying to like speak Japanese and be all kawaii which I don't think that really goes too well with the goth aesthetic but okay whatever you're into 
and they go to like a store that's similar to Hot Topic, but it's not Hot Topic, and they and they buy clothes for the show. And Ebony meets like a hot guy working there, Tom Riddle, who's different from Voldemort. And this concert is also not the real concert. It's Voldemort and the Death Dealers pretending to be MCR again. But Dumbledore shows up and he chases them off while wearing an Avril Lavigne robe. <laughs> Imagine falling for that shit twice, though. Why does Voldemort even want Draco dead? Harry doesn't seem very intent on stopping him from doing evil either, so there's not like a motivation there. I don't know. And then Neville Longbottom, or Navel as they call him, he's a vampire too. He's Dracola or Dracula, depending on how the author decides to spell it. And then we get the third MCR concert that's still happening, even though it's been hijacked by Voldemort twice. Fucking imagine falling for that shit three times. They really need some better security there in Hogsmeade. And Ebony is ready for the concert. She's just been moshing alone in her room to prepare for it. And look, I've moshed alone in my room too. It's just a sad, sad thing to do. You just have to bump into the furniture and the walls and stuff. It's just really lonely. You're so much better off going to a concert and moshing with real people. And Lupin comes and knocks on her door to borrow some condoms and she tells him to fuck off. But when she comes out, he's just fucking Snape in the middle of the hall and Dobby is watching. I don't know why this was here. I don't know why Snape and Lupin are even part of this fic. This subplot is even more stupid than the other parts of this fic. And she gets like a blackmail photo of them so they'll stop creeping on her when she has sex with Draco. Like, why is this even here? Why is this even here? What does this have to do with anything? So this time, Vampire Potter invites Ebony to the concert, and they go and they start making out in the mosh pit. Fucking people who make out in the mosh pit are weird. I, I saw some people doing that at a dying fetus show, and it was like, what the hell? I'm getting knocked on my ass every few seconds in the most brutal pit I've been in, but y'all having a romantic moment while kill your mother, rape your dog plays in the background. But Draco's at the concert, and he sees her making out with Harry, and he starts crying. Also, Ebony has an orgasm when she sees Gerard Way. God, I wish I had that sort of raw sexual power to make people come just by looking at me. Imagine what you could do with that. So here's some other top tier misspellings. Let's take a bit of a break from summary just to go over these. This is what I have to do for my immortal instead of talking about stupid body part euphemisms. Here's some quotes. I love sensitive bi guys. In parentheses, if you're a homophone, then fuck of. <laughs> but the word bi is a homophone. And you don't love sensitive bi guys, author. You just fetishize them. And then instead of under his breath, quote, vampire said under his breast. A classic in my heart. But because of another fic, Zuko X Reader, not because it's from my own mortal, but under his breast, that's, that's the good shit. But instead of, you have to tell me why you're being so secretive, quote, you have to tell me why you're being so erective. <laughs> what? And then it says Pornto instead of Pronto. And they call St. Mungo's Hospital St. Mango's. And I'm like, okay, that's amazing. But then they called it St. Mangas. And I was like, holy shit, this is a gift from the gods. These two aren't typos, but no, I screamed sexily. And hi, vampire, I said flirtily as I started to sob. Oh, just the frequent use of the word sexily is very good. 
So next, the Ministry of Magic shows up and tells Dumbledore to close the school because Voldemort poses too much of a danger to the students to leave it open. But Dumbledore knows that there is only one student who can defeat the Dark Lord, and it's not Harry Potter, the Chosen One. Oh no, it's Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way. Ebony and her friends get called into a meeting with Dumbledore, and Voldemort, who they accidentally refer to as Darth Valor, he flies in, tells her that she has to kill Draco, or he'll just do it for her anyway, and then he just fucking leaves. And she next has a vision about him killing Draco, and she's like, what could this possibly mean? It means Draco's gonna fucking die, dumbass. Shit's shaping up to look like a Greek tragedy, though. So in an utterly useless chapter, she goes and sees the gothic divination professor who they can't decide whether to call her Professor Trelawney or Professor Sinistra. She just sees her about the visions and then Draco swings by to pick her up so they can have sex and do drugs. And while they're, quote, Frenching passively. This is the fucking second time they've been Frenching passively. What does the author think this word means? Ebony falls asleep and she has a vision of a black guy specifically. It's it's a black guy otherwise unidentified. She has a vision of him shooting Lucius and Sirius and this vision is true because Lucius and Sirius have been shot and they come into the story to not really do much of anything. I mean, they're kind of involved in the Snape Lupin subplot, but like they don't do anything. So this is when the divination professor gives Ebony a time turner and tells her that she needs to go back in time to seduce Voldemort to stop him from being evil. <laughs> Mary Sue to the max. Here's a quote. Now, do you think he would still become Voxamort if he was in love? Bitch. <laughs> So Ebony's not thrilled about this, so she and Draco decide to have sex while Harry films it. But Snape walks in on them and there's a weird scene where he tries to sexually assault Draco. I'm honestly not quite sure what's going on here or how it has to do with anything, but it does have an excellent line. It says that Draco looked exactly like a pentagram. That is so underrated. That is such a critically underrated line. I get it when she compares him to people like her favorite singers and stuff, but a pentagram is a shape. How can he look like a shape? Much less exactly like a shape. Fucking what? I mean, yeah, they're wizards. Maybe he transfigured himself into a pentagram. I don't know why he would do that. But something tells me no. That's not the case. Then Ebony does indeed go back in time to seduce young Voldemort, who is very hot and gothic, and he's like, you can just call me Satan, and Ebony gets transported back to her time pretty soon, and she and Draco have sex, and Snape gets tortured for being a pedophile and sent to Azkaban. Ebony goes back in time again, and we get to meet more characters. Professor Slutborn, the potions teacher, and young Lucius Snape and James and Sirius, who are all gothic in spite of it being 1980 and all the bands that Ebony likes not existing yet but they're all four of them they're in a band together but they have no lead singer because oh she just died from slitting her wrists and they're about to open for Marilyn Manson who's playing in Hogsmeade wow what a perfect coincidence for enemy except that Marty McFly suddenly shows up and <laughs> Even though she didn't need any help to go forward the first time. What, what is he doing? What is hard? What? If you didn't quite catch that, Marty McFly, yes, from Back to the Future, comes and takes Ebony, well, Back to the Future. 
Uh, that is what we call a deus ex machina. <laughs> so that's the thing. There's also this subplot about Professor Trelawney being addicted to Voldemort serum. They have to find a cure to it, but nothing happens with that ever. So they go to potions class, and it's not being taught by Snape anymore. It's being taught by Cornelius Fuck. First Professor Slutborn and now Cornelius Fuck. These names are getting better and better. And Hagrid is like hiding in the cupboard and he sneaks some amnesia potion into Enemy's drink, which is a glass of blood, of course. But they catch him and Draco and Harry sexily beat him up. And Ebony has the idea to use the amnesia potion to make Satan slash Voldemort fall in love with her faster, even though I don't see how that would help. I don't know how she's going to make Voldemort good if she keeps having to leave to go back to the future too she's gonna have to lead a whole double life with him or else he's gonna get his heart broken when she vanishes off to the future for good that's what's gonna turn him into Voldemort. and ebony goes back to the past again but not before tom riddle from hot topic <laughs> tom riddle from hot topic not before he uh gives her some new clothes for the show because that's the most important thing when you're playing a gig what you're wearing not fucking practicing with your band or anything she just shows up for the rehearsal but they don't even practice with her she's just like hi guys i'm going with satan now i'll see you at the concert so she and satan go to the movies and she tries to use the amnesia potion on him but it hasn't been invented yet so it doesn't work what B bitch if I went back in time and fucking shot someone with a gun, it would work, even though guns hadn't been invented yet. This makes no sense. Literally, why is the amnesia potion even brought up at all? She accomplishes her mission and seduces him anyway without it. Like, they start making out in the movie theater. No potions needed. I don't know, maybe this author doesn't know what amnesia is. Perhaps she was thinking of an aphrodisiac. So they head out to the Marilyn Manson concert, and he's opening for Ebony's band, and he introduces them, and she just jumps on stage, and they start singing MCR. It's just not how it works. You open for the big band, especially if you're fucking, you're a cover band, you fucking don't have originals. And you guys, her voice sounds like a pentagram. <laughs> What does a pentagram sound like, you ask? I don't know, it's a fucking shape, it doesn't have a sound. Maybe they mean that she sounds like the band pentagram, but somehow I doubt that these gothic teens have any knowledge of old school doom metal. Oh, this fic is fucking killing me, the health bar is on red, you guys. And Lucius starts playing the wrong song, and James shoots him because that's a rational thing to do when someone makes a mistake. But Ebony takes the bullet for him. And this is when we get the hacker chapter. Oh god, sweet, sweet clarity. I can understand the words on the page. I can follow what's happening. Ebony dies and the curse is broken. All the characters go back to the way they were in canon. The plot of Harry Potter resumes. Meanwhile, in hell, Ebony is forced to wear preppy clothes forever and fic. But not really. Unfortunately, the author came back and what actually happens is that Ebony wakes up in the hospital wing in the modern day the bullet couldn't kill her because she was from another time. I guess according to this fixed logic, if I went back and shot people from the past, then they wouldn't die because that makes sense. And James was actually a death dealer spy the whole time. Why did he try to kill her on stage in front of a shit ton of people? Why did no one warn Ebony of this information? Why am I questioning the logic of this fic? What is happening? I'm not even sure if I summarized that correctly. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Summary of the whole fic right there, actually. That I summarized correctly. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So all of Ebony's friends come to celebrate her being alive, but once they go see Draco, it turns out he's 
fucking Snape. Spoiler alert, it's not consensual, but that gets totally glossed over because rape isn't traumatic at all, you guys. And she sees this and she tries to kill herself with a steak, but spelled like steak the meat. And when she wakes up, she's back in time again, hanging out with Satan. And he's just like, yeah, James just shot Lucius because he was under a lot of stress. He just had a headache. And Ebony's like, yeah, that's okay, I guess. Totally rational thing to do. And we meet Hedwig, who is a human person and Satan's ex-boyfriend. What? I wrote just a bunch of question marks in my notes. I don't have a word. I just have confusion noises. And Ebony is happy about this because she can save Voldemort with power of love by getting him back together with Hedwig. Literally, she's just like, okay, you can start making out now. And they do. And she films it with her iPod and, and they start fucking right there in the Great Hall. And they get in trouble for this, which is like the only thing that has made sense in this entire fic. But while they're in Dumbledore's office, Ebony's iPod starts changing into Marty McFly's time machine. And she and Satan jump in and go to the future. And now that Ebony is back, she has to find Draco, even if he cheated on her with Snape of all people. And she runs into Harry, but a dark mark appears in the sky. And Voldemort is here, and she finds Draco in the Great Hall. Lupin and Snape show up to the scene, and Ebony, Harry, Draco, and I think Satan too, but I'm not really sure. They just all start having an orgy right in front of them for no apparent reason. And I know we're not here today to roast bad porn, but I, I gotta I gotta talk about the penis euphemisms. It's part of the Wenshi Castlodicus experience. Hardness and glocks are the two words they use here. Two very different moods going on. Hardness is like on par with manhood in terms of, oh my god, just fucking say cock. But glocks, what is even going on there? I'm just going to assume that it was a typo when she meant to say cocks. And that is not some weird comparison of penises to guns. And the final battle begins. Satan transforms into Voldemort. He knew all along who Ebony was. And then all the named characters and then some rush in to fight. And this is a quote that made me laugh harder than I think anything else in the fic. Here's another critically underrated line. The Dark Lord shall kill all of you. Then you must submit to him, Snape ejaculated menacingly. <laughs> I know that ejaculated means exclaimed when it's used in this way, but just the concept of someone ejaculating menacingly. Guys, you have no idea how badly I want to see this in porn now. How do you ejaculate menacingly? Do you scream an invocation to Satan as you come? I don't know, but the word choice here is spot on. <laughs> So in the middle of what's about to be a major battle between good and evil, or I guess evil and evil, because I don't think Ebony wants goths to be associated with goodness, Ebony and Snape start threatening to blackmail each other with videos of them banging their partners. But Voldemort is like, all right, guys, that's enough of this shit. Time to die, motherfuckers. And he pulls out a gun, and all the good guys pull out guns, and then Voldemort just summons Neville's wand. I don't know why the fuck it's Neville's wand in particular. And he makes lightning, and Dumbledore cries out for Ebony to save them all and she's like oh my god i just want to slip my wrist and listen to mcr and be a normal gothic teen why do i have to be destined for greatness but instead she unleashes a mighty abracadabra and the fic ends we never got a conclusion no closure nothing it just ends on abracadabra can you imagine if my immortal finally updated though the original got taken down so i don't think that can really happen but just just imagine imagine how the internet would react it would be chaos it would be glory so that is my immortal, truly iconic. Usually I take breaks from reading because I get tired of taking notes or I just don't know what to say at the moment or the fic was just so fucked up that I just couldn't handle anymore for the day. But during my immortal, I had to take breaks like every 
10 or 12 chapters because my brain kept shutting down and I couldn't follow the plot anymore. And we're using the word plot pretty loosely here. I know a few years ago, someone came forward claiming to be the author, but there were still some questions of authenticity about that. So the question is still open. Do I think this is satire? Yeah, this is definitely satire. And I say that less because of the content itself and more because of the details. There are too many misspellings that mean other words for it to be a coincidence, like a law cadavra, Professor Slutborn, Pornto, under his breast, Cornelio Fuck, homophone, navel long bottom. You get the point. That doesn't happen by accident. I would know I got my start writing crackfic in the style of my immortal. It's definitely satire, and some of the subjects with which this deals or mentioned like suicide, self-harm, pedophilia, and rape. I don't feel like a little kid would be writing about that. Age isn't really an excuse for why it's so bad either. And you could make the argument that this is part serious, part joke, but either way, there's definitely some satire going on. And the second question is this. Does My Immortal deserve its status as the best bad fanfiction there is? This is not a subgenre of bad fanfiction I usually talk about on the show. We're more about the bad porn than the self-insert Mary Sue type fix. But yes, Personally, I have my own favorites, but this is some OG shit. It does deserve that label of best worst. It did everything wrong. The author's notes, the warping and twisting of canon, the misspellings, the inconsistencies, the storytelling, the lore, and above all else, the main character. And there's still so much that I left out just because it didn't fit into the summary. Like Brittany, the preppy girl, and the author thinking that Crookshanks is a spell and not Hermione's cat, and the author referring to Ebony by her own name, Tara, sometimes, and countless glorious misspellings. There's just too much to pack into this episode. I'd have had to do a dramatic reading to catch all of the shit. Ebony is and always will be the queen of the Sues, and My Immortal is and always will be the best fanfic. And despite all its references to 2000s emo and pop punk, all the stuff you'd think would make it dated, it's still still a timeless classic. People can try to outdo it, but they will fail. So today we covered My Immortal by Tara Gillespie. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us, you'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fic to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, Wenchikus Thoticus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.